You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. All right. So today we are talking about a buzzword, Miss Moni, now entitled toxic positivity, toxic positivity. And so we're going to be sharing examples of what this looks like, examples of phrases that can probably counteract toxic positivity phrases, because a lot of times we don't realize that we're saying or coming off that way. I mean, it's been phrases that people have been saying for years. So we're going to give examples of what maybe the opposite looks like. We're going to give some definitions. We're going to talk about, you know, what it yields and how toxic positivity can affect people. And so it has become a buzzword lately. I'm not even sure who coined this term. If I were to try to find who coined this term, I don't even know if I'd be telling the truth because you know how buzzwords work, Ms. Moni. It's like, before you know it, everybody's saying and talking about it. I really honestly don't know where it originated from, but I'll be coming from an article today from Very Well Mind. It says, toxic positivity, why it's harmful and what to say instead. It's written by Kendra Cherry, who looks like she has her master's of science in education. Okay. And it was medically reviewed by Dr. Rachel Goldman. So that's really good. If we're looking at definitions, Ms. Moni, definitions, it says toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. And in the article, it's pretty much saying how, you know, this is not to say that optimism and positive thinking aren't beneficial. They said that's not what we're saying. But what toxic positivity is, it is almost like optimism and positive thinking in its extreme, in its extreme. So it says here that toxic positivity rejects all different emotions in favor of a cheerful and often falsely positive facade. It says toxic positivity denies any trace of human emotions, not strictly happy or positive, mm-hmm. not strictly happy or positive. And so it says some of the signs, Ms. Moni, of toxic positivity can be experiencing guilt for being sad or angry, dismissing others' difficult feelings, hiding painful emotions, ignoring your problems, or reciting positive quotes about hard situations. And so those are some of the signs there. And so it gave some good examples, Ms. Moni. For instance, It says when something bad happens, such as losing your job, people may say to just stay positive or look on the bright side. Right. And it says, while such comments are often meant to be sympathetic, they can shut down anything the other person might want to say about what they are experiencing. That's right. Another example says after experiencing some type of loss, people might say that everything happens for a reason. And while people will make such statements because they believe they are comforting, This is also a way of avoiding the other person's pain. It says another one can be upon expressing disappointment or sadness. Someone may respond that happiness is a choice. This suggests that if someone is feeling negative emotions, it's their own fault for not choosing to be happy. 
And they say, why toxic positivity is harmful, Miss Moni? It says it can be shaming. It can lead to feelings of shame, right? right? People may feel like, oh man, now I feel guilty for feeling the way I do. It causes guilt. So people start feeling guilty about their emotions and their feelings. That's right. It avoids authentic human emotion. And I love a scripture in the Bible. I can't remember which one it is, but it pretty much says that we are complex beings. And so God wants us to feel. Yes. Now, he doesn't always want us to act in our anger or to act in negative emotions, but he wants us to feel and deal. And so this whole idea of I can't feel a negative emotion is not healthy. And so I love that this article says it avoids authentic human emotion. And then it says it prevents growth. I don't think that people realize that some people see it as weakness, right? They see tears or anger or negative emotions as weakness, not realizing that feeling and dealing is strength. It's progress, it's growth. And you got to feel and deal to get to the other side. So Mm -hmm. if we keep putting up these little happy masks and these little smile, smile, happy, I'm just going to act like everything's okay. I'm going to sweep things under the rug. We're staying Mm -hmm. stuck. We're staying stagnant. And so you got to feel and deal if you're trying to progress and get to the other side. And I don't think people realize that. How about this, Tracy? Yeah. You got to feel and deal in order to heal. Oh, yes. Come on. You got to feel and deal in order to heal. I love that you said that because I put that. I said, say how you feel, get it out. This leads to better health and healing. And it made me think of the reality that I remember when I heard years ago that a lot of cancer patients have cancer because of unforgiveness and bitterness and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we realize that sometimes some of these diseases are connected to what we haven't healed from. So if we're talking about mental health, emotional health, physical health, it's all about how we're healing and dealing right? and feeling. That's right. I love how they put an example of what's very popular now, positive vibes only, positive vibes only. They -hmm. said that even this mantra can kind of be up under this umbrella of toxic positivity sometimes as well. They even said that toxic positivity can be a form of gaslighting. And I think we hit on gaslighting like a month or two ago. And a lot of you all know that gaslighting is also a buzzword right now because it connects and attaches itself to narcissism, which is also a buzzword. And so it's very interesting how toxic positivity connects to those things as well. So we talked about some of the signs, Ms. Moni, how to avoid it, like how to avoid toxic positivity. It says to develop an attitude that it's okay to not be okay. That's right. And it makes me think of that song by Chandler Moore. I think it is titled, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. That's right. So if you've never heard of that song, go to YouTube, type in Chandler Moore. I think it's C-H-A-N-D-L-E-R-M-O-O-R-E, Chandler Moore. He has a song entitled, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. That's right. And then it also says, manage your negative emotions, but don't deny them. So when we say feel and deal, it doesn't mean act on those things. It don't mean go out there and be acting a fool and be acting crazy. That's not what we're saying. Right. Manage them, but don't deny them. That's what the article says. I love that. Yes. It says, focus on listening to others and showing support. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, because so many things like toxic positivity and gaslighting and narcissism, all of these words are coming out. Majority of people aren't trying to be these things, right? We're not trying to be toxically positive, right? We're trying to comfort. 
We're trying to find a way to soothe and ease or help the person, not Mm -hmm. realizing that depending on what phrase we're saying, it could really have a negative impact. So I love that it says focus on listening to others and showing that support. And sometimes it's just a simple thing as, hey, what do you need from me right now? Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to offer advice or encouragement? What do you desire from me right now? Here's some more toxic statements. We've talked about some of these. Happiness is a choice. Failure isn't an option. Things happen for a reason. It could be worse. Good vibes only. Just stay positive. Those are some statements. But it's given us some alternatives. It says non-toxic alternatives. Things like I'm listening. I'm here no matter what. That Mm -hmm. must really be hard. Sometimes bad things happen. How can I help? Failure is sometimes part of life. Your feelings are valid. Right. And so it says ways to cope with toxic positivity can be things about being realistic about how you feel. So call a thing a thing. That's right. Right. It makes me think of when you're saying, hey, how you doing? And somebody just says, oh, I'm just I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm just and it's like, okay, but how are you really? You know, how are you really? It said, don't be afraid to challenge the person being toxically positive. Don't be afraid to challenge them. Again, like I said, we don't realize we're doing it. We go straight into, I want to comfort. I want this person to feel better. Right. It says, know that it's okay to feel more than one thing. And that's been so popular. I think I've even talked about it. And so many people have been talking about this notion of both and. Because in one area, you can have great things happening. And in another area, it can be a a whole kind of different things. I went through that during that pandemic. I said, my God. Yep. It's one area is going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. These yep. couple of areas over here. Oh my goodness. Thank you, God. I know. And so I think that we as human beings struggle with that, Miss Moni, because it's like, okay, do I need to be happy right now? I'm supposed to be sad right now. I got that go happening here. I got that happening over here. I love mm-hmm. that this says it's okay to feel more than one thing. I like you can that. be happy and relieved, but also grieving. At the same time. At the same time. And that's okay. It says, look for meaning behind what you're going through and notice how you feel. Some of us can be so busy trying to be positive that we don't even know how we feel. And it says, put your feelings into words. So whether that's journaling, writing, talking to someone, a therapist, a loved one, a friend, doing those things. So Ms. Moni, what are your thoughts about toxic positivity and have you ever dealt with this? Well, I probably have, Dreesy, but like I say, as life goes on and we mature in different areas, we learn to tackle life a little bit different. So, you know, when you were talking about toxic positivity, I was thinking about the thing that makes us and shapes us as people. And a lot of times the culture around us. How we were brought up, how we were raised. Yeah. All of that. And we live in such a society and culture, Dreesy, that Everything is supposed to be perfect. You know, a lot of things coming across social media, the highlight reels. Like I say, you have no clue what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. How many clips it took to get that perfect yep. set up right there. So we're in a culture that projects perfection. Filters. Hello. All of that. So it's not very easy for people to just come across with something they feel is negative or a low moment. It's not as welcoming as success. But the reality of it is that we're all going through something. We all have issues and it's normal. 
It's very normal. And like you said, multiple things can be going on at the very same time. And I'm not just like a one track person. I'm a very complex person. So I need to be able to feel a lot of different things. And whether I discuss those with people or not, I am feeling those things. So if I'm not sharing them with you uh, externally, I'm still dealing on the inside internally. Right. But I wrote down a few things, Dreesy. Um, like you said, a lot of people try to be positive or come across as being positive. I know a lot of times when I have something going on and people a lot of times can tell by my demeanor, something is mm-hmm. going on this morning. But, you know, I don't I don't just tell everything a lot of times. I have to feel like I have a safe place to share. So sometimes if I don't want to go into details about a thing, I have this little saying that I have. It says that they might say, Montez, how are you doing? I'll say, oh, I'm partly cloudy, but sunshine's on the way. I like that. Isn't that a nice balance? Yeah. I'm partly cloudy, but sunshine's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So a lot of times that's how I acknowledge my feelings when I have what's going on. I already know that I'm just experiencing this moment and I already know that, but I'm going to move past this moment. So sunshine's on the way. But, you know, sharing information, Dreesy, sometimes whether it's positive or negative, sometimes it can be easier said than done. Absolutely. You know, I just wrote down a few things that just list why people don't share their true feelings. Sometimes there's a reason why people don't share. One reason is they feel as though they don't have a safe place to share. People feel they will be judged, looked down upon, and made fun of. So, Dreesy, you know, we're living in times, in a day and time, Dreesy, where people are entertained by your pain. Isn't that something? Yeah, they love to see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like a reality show to them. They get pleasure out of it. They do. They mm-hmm. do. So that's one reason right there. People need a safe place to share. And then a lot of times I put that they don't think it's safe to share. I'm talking now about people who may be in abusive relationships. They offer oftentimes, Dreesy, they suffer in silence. They don't feel like it's safe to share. Yeah, I got some stuff going on, but I don't feel like it's safe for me to share here. Mm-hmm. So they suffer in silence because of the possible repercussions. And oftentimes they are fearful that they may be putting their lives in danger. You know, everybody can't even relate to that. But a person who's been in abusive situations and environments, they know that they are in survival mode all the time. They have to tip around who they come in contact with, what they say, what they do, how they move. You would be surprised just the people on a regular basis that just look like regular people doing just regular life. And behind the scenes, they are actually fighting for their lives. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's one reason. Another one is a lot of people may have trust issues. Yeah. I want to tell you, I want to share, but I just want to tell you, are you a mature enough yeah. to hold it? Are you mature enough to hold it? And can you handle it? Some people can't handle it. Yeah, depending on what you're going through, people can't handle They'll it. start looking at you different, treating you different, and it all stemmed from what you told them that you was going through. Exactly. Exactly. So then what does that do to a person who has stepped out there? Make them, she- look, make them say, I see, I knew it. That's right. And then they keep going further and further back. Exactly. And then a lot of times, Dreesy, people don't share because they themselves need space to process. Process. I got to process. 
Yeah, I might talk to you later. I might get back with you later. For sure, there is something going on with me. But let me spend some time with this, trying to process it myself. Yeah. So for right now, I'm going to tell you I'm good, but I'll get back with you. Yeah. And another reason why people don't share Dreesy is because of their status. A lot Mm -hmm. of people who are pastors and teachers and therapists and people who have all of these different titles and positions, they are the go-to person. So a lot of times they don't even feel like they have an outlet to let down. So the question is, where does the go-to person go to? Where do they go to? Because I'm trying to be a strength for everybody else. So that may be a reason people don't share. And this one right here, this old school right here, but some people actually prefer not to share their personal business. You know, back in the day, it was a thing called personal business. Everybody didn't post and share in social media. Mm -hmm. No, no. I'm talking about every single thing you do, every moment. No, Mm -hmm. that's why it's still there. It still exists. But some people just like to keep their business to themselves. It's personal business. All right. The last one I said is challenging. I can so relate to this. It's challenging to find someone to listen as well as to have emotional intelligence. With all of the busyness, all of the coming and going, all of the distractions, do you know how hard it is to find someone to just sit down and you can have their undivided attention and actually listening to you? When you're going through some different things, you know, a person doesn't feel like running alongside somebody to try to catch up with them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need some quality time with a person to open up and be vulnerable and share. So that's why, you know, I feel comfortable with even going to a therapist because that therapist, she's giving me her undivided attention with no distractions. She's listening to me with intensity so that she can be able to help me, assist me, advise me, guide me, comfort me. She's actually listening. Right. Because I don't know if you've ever talked to somebody and it's been very unfruitful. It's like, dang, I shouldn't even say nothing. Exactly. They're not even listening. Mm-mm. You can tell by the response they weren't even listening. So, yeah, those are some reasons that people don't share. I like some of the things you shared about the examples of toxic positivity and what to say instead. You know, I have a few as well. It says someone always has it worse than you. That's what a person might say. Oh, I don't like that one. Somebody always has it worse. I'm than like, you. okay. You hear me? What you can say is, I understand why you're upset about that. Another one says you'll never get anywhere talking like that. What you should say is you sound like this is really bothering you. So what you want to do, you want to acknowledge people's feelings. You want to validate what they're experiencing at the time. You don't want to just like brush something major off. We never get more than we can handle. You could say when you're ready, I'm here to help. A couple of more. There's no reason you can't do that. The other response should be, let me know if I can support you with this. Then another person might say, I don't see the problem. Or you could say, that sounds like a lot to deal with. And the last one, it says, oh, this should be easy for you. Yeah. It's okay to have an off day or ask for help. Yeah. And it's funny because toxic positivity is traumatic. And a lot of times folks are already going through a traumatic situation and then here comes toxic positivity saying, bloop. Yeah. So it throws another blow. It throws another blow. Then it's more trauma to process. 
Yeah. So do you see what I'm saying, Dreesy, why it's not so easy for people to share? So they might just brush it over? Oh, yes. I have walked that. I have walked that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm careful. I'm very, I'm careful with who I tell. Mm-hmm. I'm very careful with what I share, when, when I share it, yeah. how I share it. Yeah, I got to feel safe. There have been times where I've been quiet and haven't said anything. Trust issues, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've been in a lot of these different angles. I'm sure I've been one to give a phrase that's toxically positive, you know? I feel Mm -hmm. like I've been in a little of all of these different angles at some point in time. I get it. Right. Mm -hmm. I get it. I like what you were saying too. And I even mentioned it earlier, why people don't share is because they need a safe space. Oh yeah, I got to feel safe. They need a safe space. And I actually have a quote that I found. It says to be courteous to all, but intimate with few. And let those few be well tried before you give them your confidence. Mm. That's by George Washington. I like that. And I think I spoke about this before. It's like, we need to be observing people and be sure about the people that we're giving our stuff to, right? That's important. Like, are they loose with the lips? Are they motor mouths? Can they hold your stuff? Can they steward it well? That's right. Can they steward your stuff well? Because the Bible does say we're supposed to share, right? We're supposed to share each other's burdens. We're supposed to encourage one another. So that it's very clear that that's what God wants. But use common sense. Who are you giving it to? I had thought about it. It's been ringing in my, it was ringing in my ear for months. And I think I said something like, messy lips and loose lips will always find me closed lipped. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the maturity level, we talked about that too, the maturity level. Can they handle it? Where are they spiritually? Where are they in their walk with God? Where are they in their life, in their season? Like, because sometimes the advice even that they offer you could either be very good for you or very bad. So you have to consider all of that. That's right. Yeah. So we're walking this thing out. Hopefully you are able to find some helpful tips about what to say, how to say it. I'm sure we've all been on the giving end of a phrase that may fall under the toxic positivity umbrella. But then also, if you feel like you're on the other side of just trying to feel and deal, please know that you need to do that, just like Ms. Moni said, in order to heal. And yeah. so we want you to know that as we are you know, providing this content, providing these episodes for you, that we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire Podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.